Oof. That was a quick save. I almost rolled the outro before the intro. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're breaking shit. Oh, sorry, man. Sorry. Uh, for three minutes, you're already sorry, broken stuff. <laughs> so I can't take him anywhere. Yeah. Hello, Chantel. Hello. Hey, guys. How are you all doing? <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Very thank great. you for for finally joining us. We've, we've yeah. managed to get you on. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about you, well, I talk about you almost every episode. <laughs> Um, so it's really good to finally actually meet you. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hi. Yeah. Thanks for always mentioning us. Appreciate it a lot. Makes me well, smile every time. I'm like, he's done it again. He's done it again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even get a kickback. And it, <laughs> yeah. But well, that's, no, why we had to name that, that's why we named the special after you. Named the special <laughs> after me, the LM release. Um, I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm claiming that. Yeah. <laughs> you have been claiming. That. I have been claiming it since I got it. Absolutely. It arrived in mail. I'm like, oh, that's nice. And then I went back, and it's like, ah, oh, I'll still claim it. Yeah, still claim it. Yeah. <laughs> no one will know. No, no. Just get a white. No, no, no. It'll white be fine. Yeah, just, white. just cross it out. That's yeah. it. I just write. Just cross it off the back there. Where are we? Cross yeah, off the back. Yeah. The, the actual American, there it is. There, I just cross that out, and it, it's it's my release, and I'm quite pleased about that. Uh, so you're obviously from King Lake Distillery. Yep. Uh, take that, take that. Makers of uh, one of my favourites, the uh, the O'Grady stand that is almost. I think that's bottle number three that's almost empty. Um, so I will be buying more. Um, and you're in Victoria. In North, King Lake. North Victoria in in King Lake. In King Lake. Yep. King Lake an actual place? Yeah, yeah. It's about an hour sort of northeast from Melbourne. Right. As a Victorian, I didn't know it existed. It's the other uh, side of the Melbourne from where you came from, so and it's only yes. tiny. Well, so is Colac. Um yeah, and we don't yeah. have a story, so I should know where King Lake. I was going to say King Lake has a better ring to it than Colac. It 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 yeah. does. <laughs> but Tony sounds, sounds like a cough. Tony from yeah. Neighbours came from Colac. Oh, dude, well there you go. Claim to fame. Claim to fame. He came from Colac. And moving on. <laughs> actually, I did a sales. I did a sales course, and um. He was actually the person teaching me doing the sales course. So I got his, um, Sam's a bit of a fan because he's English. So I got him right. to sign an autograph with, um, yeah, Todd on it. There you go. Wow. <laughs> sales training from Toadie. I mean, he's done everything. So, yeah, he, yeah. fuck, I hate neighbours so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we go any further, we need to play a little game called What's in Your Glass? Um, mm. What are you drinking? I um we just got this the other day one of the Scotch malt society drinks so it's the vibrant lemon fizz one so vibrant. it's ten year old lemon fizz so it's a ten year old space side second fill ex bourbon barrel um, nice sixty point five percent so yeah so it's mm. nice don't you love their names and their descriptors they have on the bottles. Yeah. I know, and you sort of think they're a bit wacky, but then actually when you drink it, you sort of think, oh, actually, you know what, they're right. It does taste like that. Yeah. So lemon fizz, how, can you describe that for me? Because I'm intrigued. It's lemony and it's fizzy. Yeah, it says a, vib a vibrant nose of lemon survey, um, eucalyptus and cloudy lemonade joined with apple juice and green herbs while dried cranberries meet lemon zest. Wow. Very specific, yeah. too. I mean, not lemonade. It is. It is. No. Cloudy lemonade. See, as it doesn't one, make a difference in the flavor, you know, yeah. whether it's cloudy or not. Yeah. I know. I know. What is cloudy? <laughs> I mean, there's a difference between Seven Up and Solo. They're both yeah. lemonade at the end of the day, aren't they? But yeah. One's cloudy and one's clear. So, what are we drinking? <laughs> well, <laughs> I. I need a drink. I'm going to start with uh, of of the multiple multiple of the multiple choices. The multiple choices of King Lake yeah. that we have available for us. Which one are we trying first? Well, I reckon we go. Yeah. The uh the OG. Yeah. 
um, you know, Grady's oh, Stand. The original. The original. That's that's the OG. Yeah. yeah. Very clever. Grady Stand. So yeah. we'll call it a, it's, I think it's also the lightest of all of them. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. probably a good place to start, really. Yeah, I would too. Was that yeah, your so first release, Chantel? The uh, so, yeah. Yeah, we pretty much um really liked ex bourbon barrels. Yeah, cheers. cheers. Yeah, we just really liked ex bourbon barrels, so that was something um we wanted to try and keep a consistent line off. And plus, you know, you know, back then when we were setting up, you know, French oak was already getting quite tricky to get your hands on. So to try and make a consistent line of French oak was going to be a lot trickier than consistent line of ex bourbon. So. Right, uh, and we also because of our new make, we wanted a barrel that wasn't going to sort of overpower it. So, yeah, yeah. And well, if, I, if I remember rightly, when you started, you were you weren't just using refill bourbon casks; you were getting them recoupered, were you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We down to basically fifty liter casks, just so yeah. we could make sure we had it, it all out by three years or something good enough by three years. So, right. Mm expensive um option but we didn't want to make anything else like gin or vodka in between to sort of help the cash flow so um we pretty much yeah. sold everything we had and we had like three years to make sure there was a whiskey but we we're quite lucky the first lot of 50s because um 2018 was quite a warm summer yeah. they were pretty much ready in two years and one day but ever ever since 2018 um it's taken more like yeah three three and a half years up to four years just because of the colder weathers or the summers summers not being as long i guess it's probably the thing so right so have you seen a, a consistent change in 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 weather patterns where you are yeah mainly just the summers not being so long so therefore right. everything's taking longer to mature up than normal so what do and you king lake, king lake is a little bit colder so we're always like three to four degrees cooler than melbourne so. yeah right well, this weekend that's going to be really good. Yeah, so, I think we're making some showers though as well. I don't know. I don't look at the weather. Just whatever. It, it is. It, it is what it is. Yeah. So why, why did you get into distilling, and and what, what possessed you to start a distillery? Probably King Lake, really. The property we've got, um, yeah, has a natural spring on it. And, yeah, I mean, I grew up here, so it's always nice to sort of come back to roots. But, yeah, mainly King Lake. When we were here, we were just like, yeah, this is the perfect place for making single malt whiskey. So we kind of yeah. went from there, really. You know, right. we um, had some bars over in France. Uh, so we were sort of looking at the spirit industry for a little while. Went to America, saw how crazy bourbon was going in all different sized distilleries, similar to how Australia yeah. went. And then when we came back, we just thought, yep, let's go ahead, let's do it, let's learn. So, and we did. Wow. And what was your process for, for, for learning? And from when you turned on the still as a licensed, registered, accredited distillery, what was your experience in distilling prior to that? Um, none, apart <laughs> from uh, trying, to, trying to read as many books, but you know what it's like when you try and read books before you've done any of the practical, it just sort of, mm. you pick up on bits and then you don't, it's always good to go back, but no, we spent um, a weekend with uh, Brian from Blackgate Distillery up in Mandurin mm -hmm. and yep. mm -hmm. so learnt most of it because we're off grid, we want someone that was just basic, you know, you go around to all these other distilleries and there's pipes and fancy stuff, so we will, um, we knew we couldn't have all that, so when we heard that Brian was welcoming people up for a weekend, we took that opportunity. So we went up. Yeah, right. Ooh. So how off grid are you? Completely off grid. So everything runs on solar, except for the the pot still can't run on solar panels. So we've got to use gas and a steam boiler for that. Right. So it's an expense. Made the setup a bit more expensive, but yep. it just means the. Uh, we can run it. It's very efficient how we run. So our pot still is about 2,500 litres and we can have that boiling in sort of 50, 60 minutes. So. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. Very, it very. Cool. It is quick. Yeah. It's yeah. quicker than our electric one. Mm. Somewhat. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And when, and when did you start, Chantel? What, what year did you? 
kick it off the distillery? Yeah, so I guess our first lot of barrels went down to 2018, but you often start a little bit before that, um, you know, with doing all the planning permits and things. So But no, the first lot of whiskey was 2018. Okay. Right. So, sorry, it went down in 2018. So you were ready two years and a day from there. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. And and started bottling thereon. So for uh, obviously this is not the first. So this is a 2019 uh, distillation. Yeah. So you've got yeah. a bit of experience by this point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How did you find the first the the first year of getting to know the still and and being happy enough with the product to lay it down? Mm. Yeah, I think the still, the still part, to be honest, wasn't um, as tricky as basically the mashing part, if I'm honest. Like, mm-hmm. if we didn't have to mash, we, you know, we'd only need, like, obviously the pot still. Like, we've got yeah. it's all the other equipment that you need for mashing that takes up all the space. So um, so we copied Brian with the grinder. It's just like an old feed mill grinder that we do outside because it makes a mess. Mm-hmm. And then the, we've got a milk back, um, milk back that we just basically got secondhand, so that's opened. Um, and then I think the hardest part was just trying to get liquid cooled, heated, cooled, heated, moved from one thing to the fermentation tank. So we tend to use um, plate heat exchangers to cool our stuff. Yep. But, yeah, um, I mean, there's times when... When we first started setting up, it was just the two of us and we'd be lucky to do one mash in the day and it was like running around trying to move pipes and all this. And then now we can basically be doing four things in one day. But, yeah. Yeah, wow. Wow, you're pumped up now. Yeah. So yeah. How, much, how much volume do you think you're doing these days now that you're a well-oiled machine? Yeah. Well, we tend to. Well, it's a bit of a juggling game, isn't it? Um you know, if you keep trying to make more, then you've got less money, and then I feel like it uh, puts pressure on you to then potentially make wrong decisions about how you try and sell it. Mm. So we sort of um, we sort of work out how much we sell each year, and then make just to reproduce that, and maybe a few thousand more. So mm. um, at the moment, what did we do this year? We did about seven thousand liters this year. And then but we've got capacity to go up to 30. If we wanted to work around the clock, we could probably go to 50 with what we've got, 50,000 litres, but yeah, wow. not quite at that, not at that stage yet. <laughs> well, we had a question come in uh, from uh, John O'Harris. Um, uh, when, when do you know if it's good enough? So when do you know if, well, if your spirit's good enough to, to, to sign off on and put into a barrel? Uh, at that early stage, when you're when you're just starting, you've only got a few runs. How do you know? Yeah, it's never it's a bit nerve wracking. Um, well, someone always said to us that if your new make tastes good, then the whiskey should taste good, kind of thing. So, um, but we had a few mentors. We sent some down to David Baker, who's not too far away from us. We sent some back up to Brian. Um, yeah, we just sort of sent some new make around, always asking for criticism because obviously it's a lot easier to change things early doors than it is for later. And everyone came back with sort of positive things, nothing to really change. Um, yeah, Sam and I both like the same type of spirit. So um, we wanted something with maybe a bit more balls, a bit more oily mouthfeel. So when we do our distillation part, um, yeah, we sort of cut really deep into our faints just to sort of get that come through. And we also obviously put a bit of peated in there, so that always comes out at the end as well. So mm. um, is that so? That's a that's a Scotch, a Scottish peat. Yeah, yeah, a Simpson peat. Yeah, so we get yeah. that ported over. And so, given that you had no experience in distilling, yeah, uh, what about? the brewing process and the mashing process. Mm-hmm. Um, so that... Have you done any, spent, at least any homebrew? No, not really. But, um, yeah, we did a lot. By the time we started brewing, literally the house was covered in buckets, some outside, some inside in the garage. Just, yeah, for us to work out the brewing part, obviously decide on our recipe because we didn't want to um, alter our recipe. We want to sort of 
keep the recipe the same as much as we can to try and have that distinctive taste. Mm -hmm. So um, that put a little bit more pressure on the whole brewing part. But, yeah, basically we just brewed and brewed and brewed in, like, yeah, pretty much a little home kit until we're kind of happy, happy with the recipe, happy with what yeast we used, and then just try to, to convert that to a bigger scale to what we're at. Because yeah. it's not just a case of scaling up is just add more mm. volume, is it? You've <laughs> so, different challenges in, in scaling up from a homebrew kit to tons of, of, of barley. Um, yeah. Any mistakes? Any Yeah, I think Yeah, probably many. Um, I think the biggest part is just trying to, because we're sort of quite open and outdoors and in the bush, just taking the ambient temperature, yeah, trying to get the right temperature for when you're doing the mash, yeah. There was many mistakes. There was one time, because we, we've got our own spring water that we pumped straight in, we um, were running it over on the mash tun and um, we thought, oh, this is all right. We clicked the pipe over and it was sort of just running through and Sam and I were like, yeah, let's go down together. We're like, oh, this is a great job. Turn down, go down to the uh, the lake to turn the pump. And um, by the time we come off, the clip had came undone. So all the everything no, no, no. just went. <laughs> so you know what it's like, like sugary Coke. Just mm -hmm. all over the floor. Just yeah, so um you learn. And the mood changes from oh let's go. Yeah, we're like we're not doing to, that again. Oh fuck. <laughs> and then because you think because we're sort of bigger volumes, you're thinking, oh my god, that's a lot that we've just sort of decided to spray yeah. on the floor. But I guess the the first thought would be, oh shit, now I've got to clean it up. Or, <laughs> yeah. Is the first thought, oh, my God, we've just pissed all that money down the drain or yeah. we've got to clean it up? Where did you hover, do you think? Cleaning first uh, and worry about the cost or? Yeah, no, probably mess first. Mess first. Because I was just thinking flies, you know, because we're in a shed that's open. Excuse me. Ooh, yuck, it's sticky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what do you do with it? You just, you just hose yeah, it away. Yeah. Hose it out. Pretty much. And pray. And then the one time we had the fermentation tank and Sam connected the wrong hose from the fermentation tank to the still. He connected it to the outpipe that then goes to the waste tank and uh, <laughs> totally emptied, what, 1,600 litres of... Uh, oh, oh, goodness. Uh, yeah. And you can't but recover that. That would be a funky mess, wouldn't it? Uh, I mean, you done the pits pretty good at that point, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Don't worry, Bill Lark's done something similar. He told me the story <laughs> of he's filling the still and the uh, the valve was open at the bottom. Then it was going out. <laughs> I'm sure everyone must have done that. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can write, you can write a book moments. at least once. Yeah. Epic fuck ups of the Australian history. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. There's a movie in that, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like your cooling system. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Make sure you got your water on. Yeah. Yeah. What, Where's all the steam coming from? Oh shit, the circulation's not on. <laughs> <laughs> Freak out. The so what in in all those fuck ups, have you now sort of got your mental checklist of before you do everything, how, how do you now mitigate those those issues? Timers, and we've got a diaphragm pump <clears throat> that pumps out from the mash tun, and so you can kind of hear if it's clogged up or if there's anything, yeah. so it goes clunk, 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 clunk. Um, so, yeah, just you get used to it, I guess, isn't it? Just stay focused, but most of the time alarms. Right. So don't get distracted. Yeah, as much as you can as much as you can so talking of distractions you work with your significant other on a daily basis in entirely off-grid middle of nowhere producing uh your livelihood how do you a not kill each other <laughs> and 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 be stay sane um yeah. Oh, actually, well, I mean, Sam does most of the producing. Sam does most of the producing now, so I do most of the sales. So, um, you know, we do have time apart. So, uh, yep. so 
just managed to work together, just a good team. He's really strong in parts that I'm not very good at and then um, vice versa. So um, mm. lucky, really, that we can sort of put up with each other and not, you know, kill each other. Yeah, I don't think I'd be able to do that um, without being killed myself, I think would be the bigger issue. <laughs> um, Chris Bird, uh, yay, King Lake, one of the best distillery yeah. hosts I've met. And it was so nice to have such a laid back site visit while the partners chilled out and gas bagged over coffee. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Thanks, Christopher. Yeah, high praise indeed. Indeed. Mm. Now, so how come um, you got roped into this and Sam got a pass? That's what he likes to handball all the time. Uh, no, he's got he's got the kids tonight. Oh, he's upstairs with the kids. But... Right. Okay. So what, what was his background prior to uh, this as well? Yeah, so he did economics and then, yeah, um, owned a couple bars in France, like in a ski resort, so Apres ski bars, quite crazy. Yep. And then, um, yeah, I met him while snowboarding and then, yeah, we came back and started to whiskey. Right. Mm. So bars to whiskey, snowboarding, colder climate, King Lake. I guess it all fits together, doesn't it? Well, when you live out in Europe in a ski resort, it's quite compact anyway. So um, maybe that's how the relationship started, not having much space between each other. So that coming would out here, yeah, that would do it. So you've done what have we got? Four releases so far. Um, can you talk us through each of these that we've got here? about what you were what you were thinking cool. so, we've, so we've spoken about the the O'Grady stand uh mm -hmm. that you want to the the bourbon barrels um and then i'm assuming that our full noise is the O'Grady um car strength yep yep so we find some barrels that we don't want to reduce the abv to mm -hmm. yeah right okay then you've gone at 60%. So you're you're barreling, what are you barreling at? Yeah, um, 63.5%, so typical. And yeah, then right. so we're, we're obviously losing a bit. But I'm assuming that's just maybe because of the smaller barrels. Hopefully, I don't know, if you get bigger barrels, we won't, um, yeah, we're losing as much ABV. But, yeah, at the moment we're losing about 3%. So you're still using the 50-litre 50, 50 barrels? Um, yes, yep. We were just starting to maybe introduce some of the hundreds, 110s that we've got, so. Yeah, right. But I guess and we've got 200 is... that are, sorry, we've got 200 that are coming up to about five years next year, so. Yeah, right. Yes. And yes. are they, what, what sort of a release are you hoping that they'll be? We haven't quite decided if that just continues on or we make that as a release. It depends. So we try and just have three, we try and um, have like three continuous whiskies on the go. So shops can sort of rely on that. We'll have the O'Grady stand, which is the ex-bourbon, the cast strength, ex-bourbon, full noise, and then potentially another one. Um, at the moment, it's the French oak, which is the blue purple one that you've got. Yep. The, the yeah. Lucrical release. Um, oh, no, so no, that's the, that was a limited release. You've that, got the special. That was the limited one. release. Oh, no, this one. Yeah, that's it, yeah. That one, the F2. Yeah. So that's the same but in French oak? French oak, yeah. And it will vary. So we, we sort of thought um, they're 100 litre cast, those ones. So we just sort of thought you got more of the French oak taste, so that's why we called it French oak. But um, it's either a port or a sherry of those or a pair or 20, whatever. Right, okay. And... One thing I noticed that's uh, quite visible all over your website, sorry, on my other screen over there, and, of course, on each of the bottles, um, and I I don't think I've seen it on any other bottle from an Australian producer, um, carbon neutral. Tell us about that, how you achieve that. Well, um, 
you know, I'd love to be fully sustainable, but you just can't be sustainable running a whiskey distillery. So yeah. heating, cooling is such an energy sapping kind of process, as everyone will probably know. So um, obviously we've got to use uh, gas to steam the boiler um, to do the pot still. But um, we just thought, you know what, because we can't do anything, we shouldn't just not do anything. So, yeah, we sort of offset everything that we can't um, obviously be sustainable with. And then to keep that certification, you've got to commit to reducing your carbon footprint as well. But apart from just doing that, we also donated a third of our property um, to a charity to turn back to bush to replant as well. So, you know, really just go that extra step basically to, um, yeah, just try and do as much as we can. So that's how yeah, we right. kind of ended up with that. So we're not sustainable um, and we're very open about that because you can't be sustainable, but we just yeah. thought we'd try and do something. So with the Climate Active, they will um, stop something from happening in another place. So you can't just treat, you can't tree plant to carbon offset. So you, you pick a project in the world where you don't, they don't want to demolish and then you pay them to basically not demolish that forest or wherever it is. Right. Okay. Mm. And then how do you, so obviously given the difficulties in being sustainable, how, how do you continually lower your carbon footprint in a, in a business yeah. sustainable yeah. way, yeah. but also in a, in a, in a ecologically sustainable way, how do you keep reducing that when you have to use gas for your burners and that sort of thing? How, how do you find yeah. extra? Well, saving? to get the carbon, yeah, to get the carbon neutral, you basically, we had to send, you get audited. So um, you send every receipt from day one of setup of the distillery and then they'll audit your carbon footprint and then they'll tell you where most of your um, offsetting, what, um, where your carbon footprinting is and then you can just sort of slowly work on it step by step. So at the moment mm. our bottles come from France, they're Saver Glass, um, you know, obviously try and find somewhere in Australia. I know there is one company in Australia that's doing some just sort of spirit bottles, but unfortunately they're all 700 at the moment, I think. So if anyone mm. knows of any 500 ones, let us know. I'm always happy to... I even tried to find some, you know, like ale or beer that were doing 500 mil bottles, but again, mm -hmm. none, none of them were manufactured in Australia. So yeah, it's just a slow right. step. But I think it helps having that um, that list of where you can kind of start yeah. chipping away. Right. So they they help you put together that list, or they put together that list based on what they've seen of your. Yeah. That's that's a lot of transparency that you've got to have there as well. Yeah, and it's expensive. So it's cheap, um, yeah. it's a cheap thing to do either. Yeah, right. How far through that list do you think you've gotten? Um, well, what, we've been about a year or so. So, no, we're still, like, at the start. There's so many different areas you can kind of reduce, like how you deliver. I guess it kind of helps. We use Ozpost. They pay to do carbon neutral. So, yeah, just a process of elimination. Right. So you're just constantly looking at wherever there's an opportunity and it's cost effective, um, see whether it's worthwhile changing a process or changing a provider. So would you actually, if, if you could find a bottle that was made in Australia um, and and ticked all those, those boxes, but looked entirely different to your current bottle, would you be inclined to shift or? Yeah, uh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, right. That's, that's we even a big tried to, We even tried to work out some sort of, you know, return scheme, recycling scheme, but it's just really tricky. We actually in one stage thought we'll use like different bottles, you know, yeah. what people bring back, but just yeah. to, yeah, you know, you'd waste yeah. more time and money on washing them and water and yeah. energy for yeah. heating water and things. So, yeah. I do find it interesting that we've got the the return and earn the ten cent thing for cans and soft drink bottles uh, of all different sizes, but there's uh, including glass bottles for soft drinks. Yeah, but not for wine or. But spirits. not for wine and not for spirits. Watch this space. There's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's happening. Coming, it's happening. Happening as we speak, isn't it, Chantel? Yeah, oh, it's I, don't know, I, don't, I haven't followed. I can imagine wine because you probably go through a lot more wine bottles um, than spirit bottles. But uh, not in my house. 
But well, yeah, there's a lot of glass there and there's a lot of opportunity for more recycling to be had. So you, there is... Yeah, there is something underway. It's it's state by state. Yeah. So it's not a coordinated mm. national thing. Um, Queensland is further ahead than really? the other states, yeah, okay. I, I believe. Um, but, uh, yeah, if anyone's interested in that, uh, contact the Australian Distillers Association. They're all over it. Yeah, right. Um, uh, even the state um, spirit bodies as well. Mm. Yeah, right. I'll be interested to see how that plays out and when it might play out because I'm just chucking bottles away left, right and centre. So, mm. yes, they go in my recycling bin, but if I give them to the people that rummage through my bins and they can recycle them and get 10 cents for it, I'll be happy to do that too. Yeah. And be paper in the bin. Hmm. Should be handy. Maybe. Mm. So, what's? Oh, hold on. There we go. We've had it come through. Ian, uh, it is in Queensland now. Cool. It's on in Queensland now. Uh, can you elaborate on that, Ian? So, Queensland, <laughs> Queensland producers can put that on their bottles, or um, yeah, I'd be interested to know a little bit more because we've got a few. Uh, listeners and distilleries that we've spoken to in Queensland. So I'd be interested to find out how people are going to be implementing um, that into their into their stock. Curious. Yeah, I'd hazard a guess it only works in Queensland. So yeah, once you get it down here, it's not going to be much use to you. No, that's it. So I and a new Victorian scheme not mm. accept spirit bottles. Well, to my knowledge, no. And as a Victorian, have you seen or heard, you haven't seen or heard anything about it? No. Okay. Uh, Ian, tens of refunds on wine and spirit bottles. Hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Queensland, get on it. Uh, Mick, heard that uh, a sand water filter that uses your waste old bottles, chuck into a smasher that uses uh, as filter sand. I, a friend of mine ran a bar in um, in Sydney and they had a bottle crusher because obviously they were going through a billion bottles a week and I think they used one of these. They, they were just chucking away sacks of sand constantly. Yeah. Um, but they were grinding up these bottles. Interesting one, Mick. Mm. Yeah. Question I've got, Chantel. You... Um... You said you you were more on the sales side of it now. So when you first started and you had product, how did you get King Lake name out there? And 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 I know you had a fantastic response uh, from from the bar scene, particularly. How how did uh, yeah how did you approach it? And were you surprised, Cheers, of the level of support? Um. I guess I just started, don't you? We just had one bottle, so that kind of we had the green one, the O'Grady stand. So it just makes it easy to cruise around. You've just got yep the the one with you. So we had that one. We only sold that one for the first year and a half before we introduced <coughs> the, the black label cast strength and the French oak. Yeah, it just knocked. Um, I think whiskey and ale were my first customers, which now on reflection I sort of think. Why would you go like straight to the top as <laughs> your first person? <laughs> Bit gutsy, but um, yeah, just started. Just thought, well, you know, this is it. So went there, then Jose and Casa, Casa went to him pretty much straight after. Again, going for people that are really, really know this stuff. But um, yeah, just went out there, and then we just sort of googled independent bottlers, um, bottle shops. I guess we started selling. COVID time, so there wasn't too much action in the bars. So bottle shops was our main target, which was good. Right. Made it, it was sort of easier to sort of get into. Yeah, and just kept calling around, visiting people, and then, you know, you just sort of start to pick it up. You're obviously nervous at first, and I guess you sort of trust your product, but you're still unsure, you know. We're all, you're just learning, aren't you? So, um, but, yeah, as you kind of go around, you just get more confidence, which is what happened. So. Mm. And you had a very, well, you not had, you have a very unique flavour profile. So it's, um, 
it, it's yeah, it's got a lot of things going on it. So the yeah. feed, feedback you got straight off the bat was was pretty positive, and and people were intrigued by it. Yeah, I think mainly a lot of it because of um, it being ex bourbon barrels. I think was a big help. Not too many Aussies were tending to sort of do lots of the more of the French oak. So I think sort of coming out with one product and it only being ex bourbon sort of gave us a bit more love. Mm. Well, I love it. I think I've said that a couple of times. <laughs> uh, I'm interested in your your, your brand and yeah. the logo and the 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 way that you've constructed the brand. Uh, the the font's really interesting uh, that you've used there, and uh, I'd love to know how you how you came up with that. Uh, but also the use of just flat colour, um, no embellishments, no. Um, it's it's a very striking brand to see on the shelf. How did that come about? Well, I guess the writing part we're handmade, so we wanted to keep looking like we're handmade. So that's why sometimes the label might be slightly off tilter, or you know, there might be a, a mistake on the label. Hopefully, everything's. As long as the ABV is correct, then everything else, you know, we can get past. <laughs> we did have a couple ABV mistakes. Um, yeah, so we kind of wanted to stay looking handmade because we are handmade. Um, mm -hmm. It was one of the biggest aspects. And then I guess when we were setting up, I had my cousin who's a big designer. Um, he lived in Melbourne but now lives in New York. And he was like, you know, what are you? You're Australian. You're young. You know, what's luxury nowadays? It's not about fancy bottles and you know, paying loads for bottles. It's just about being authentic and real um, and who you are. So he kind of designed it around that. And so that's where we rolled. And it's lovely. Yeah. Uh, so I think the bumps is meant to be um, like corrugated iron because we make it in the shed sort of style. Some people think it's Pac-Man. I don't know. Whatever goes your way, hello. <laughs> yeah, I was sort of looking yeah. at. I was going pick back, man. I wouldn't have thought about. No, <laughs> no offense, yeah. no offense, Todd. The older generation do tend to think Pac-Man, but anyway. <laughs> You're pulling me off. <laughs> if the shoe fits. Oh, why not? And I remember the post you did um, showing your your design, and uh, it was very striking at the time. Mm. It was very different than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the choice to go with a uh, a gold, uh, a gold foil, as well, uh, just to add a little bit of extra cost to your production. Yeah, I think it was mainly because you know, um, King Lake was a bit of a gold mining, or they tried yeah. to do a lot of gold mining up here, so it was sort of a bit of that. And the green was obviously the bush at the first start. Mm. Um, yeah, my have to. Yeah, my cousin. Um, yeah, he's amazing. So he uh, set us in the right foot. Yeah, no, it's a it, it is a lovely label, uh, and it does it's it is very striking, um, and yeah, I can see, I can see the corrugated iron now. Yeah, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have picked that to begin with. Um, I, I sort of, I immediately saw sort of cross stitch. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, the 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 dots. Doilies. Are you saying there's doilies? Not on? doilies. <laughs> although there is an art to a doily. There is. A, I know. There's an art to a doily, but no, not a doily. It, but it's it, there's there's the grid that it it obviously cuts through. So, yeah. No, I like it. Yeah. I like the spirit you. in there as well. We're just drinking at the moment. Um, the the limited release. Mm, um, we were on the. Um, are we? No, no, I pulled this one. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, I pulled, uh, yeah. with this one. I I think I accidentally skipped that one. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we're on um, the uh, the American. Um, tell us about this one. Well, yeah, so I guess we, we decided, um, you know, to try and keep just three as consistent products as we possibly can, mainly because I guess our focus is, you know, much more business to business rather than, you know, getting direct, fantastic, but 
we are much more business to business focused. So that's why we had that three line. But as fun, we try and do like two limited releases a year. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the Low American, which um, I've got as well in my hand. So, yeah, it's just a bit of a combo. It's a bit of a piggyback off the um, America in um, Werewolf, the Werewolf one we did. There was a bit of a sometime in ex-bourbon and then sometime in French Oak. So that one went really well. So that's why we created that one, this one. Shit, I missed one then. Yeah. I don't, I don't have that in one, my that Oh, you missed a good one. God damn it. You must have some extra stock there squirreled away somewhere that I can. We always keep a couple extras. <sighs> Nick, uh, label, I thought it was due to the ghillie suit, camouflage, blending into the <laughs> Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. That also makes sense. Um why does he have a ghillie suit? Yeah. Um, just sort of like um, with all the pictures that he's done, so my cousin again did it. My cousin's actually the one wearing the ghillie suit. He, uh, oh. yeah, just tried to do different stuff where it resembles um, different parts of the property and how that different parts can impact on the taste of the whiskey. Sort of, you know, there's a water one, there's sort of like the tree one, there's just out in the open one. So, um yeah, he's tried to sort of take that in a more mysterious way. King Lake's always had this sort of people say they see black panthers and yeah. suspicious stuff up here. So we're taking an angle of it being a little bit more mysterious. That's certainly a thing with Victorians. Victorians love a black panther. Yeah, don't they? Uh, I know I know that there's one around um Colac? there's there's one around Colac, <laughs> around Stonyford. Um and um it's probably a sheep a black it's sheep falling in yeah. The mud. <laughs> but yeah i don't know what it is about victorians i just bring it up now while we like and there's the ghillie suit that's pretty uh, and he blends in pretty damn well mm-hmm. yeah so it's not sam in the suit no 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 my cousin i'm gonna have to figure out why he has a ghillie suit then because it's an odd thing to have, it, it, if, unless it's a paintballer, um, that could make a bit of sense. But who else has a ghillie suit? And My cousin. Knows. What's a ghillie suit? That's a ghillie suit. <laughs> I didn't want to ask even want to ask, but then you did. That's yeah. like that's a bag on my head. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's a it's a camouflage suit. So basically, I thought I got that. Yeah, yeah. It's a, but it's called. I don't know why it's called a ghillie suit. Snipers mm. use it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, snipers yeah. and hardcore hunters and paintballers they use it. Uh, YouTube um, paintball sniper, and it's brilliant. I thought it was sort of a Monty Python type thing. <laughs> anyway, could be. Where's the uh, latest one? Uh, this one. Yeah, a Minister of Silly Walks type thing. Yeah. When I mean, you look a bit silly wearing one, but. Cool. There you go. I reckon we'll get through a fair bit of that. Hmm. So this release has only just come out, uh, which is available on the website. Um, um, no, the LM one. The LM um, one. No, it actually sold out. It went really quick. Oh, don't go, wow. don't go talking that one up. No, I've already gone. <laughs> well, look, lucky for those that that. Haven't got one, it's awful. Wow. How many <laughs> bottles? You're not missing anything. Uh, 170 <laughs> bottles, from what I can wow. see. Wow, congrats! Yeah. yeah, how quickly did that uh disappear? I think it was done in like a month. That one, so not too bad. Nice. I mean, you've got to be happy with that sort of a following that you can put out a release and then it's gone. Does that spur you on to? more rapidly put out special releases or do you go all right we've done that great we've we're still going to hold back for for our next six months or whatever it is release from there yeah no hold back build up build up some more interest um yeah yeah no it was positive positive because obviously sales are, are harder to get nowadays at the moment um you still get them but you feel like you've got to work a lot harder to get the sales but when we did that special release and 
there was lots of interest that kind of um, made us feel like, yeah, okay, we're still making progress, you know. So mm. um, they were quite happy about that. So. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think will be your next special release and when could we expect that? So we probably do one at the start of the year-ish, so maybe April time. Um, we've got a few. We haven't quite decided yet. Um, mm. Yeah, haven't quite decided. There's some. We've got some, like, vermouth barrels and some really sort of out there crazy barrels, but we're very conscious of maybe not trying to do too many crazy mm-hmm. barrels because we don't want to be known for that. You know, we want to be sort of like a, yep. a, a whiskey that's just a go-to sort of whiskey that, you know, that's... Mm. So, yeah, don't know. Haven't decided yet. We were discussing that the other day. But, no, there's no mm. – we'll see what they'd all taste like after the summer. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Are you in bushfire region there? Is that a concern for you? Yeah, yeah. We'll kind of probably, you know, that big fire that hit 2009, so we'll probably yep. one of the worst places that got hit there. Mm. So, um, yeah, it is always a risk of um, being up in King Lake. Right. And how – so is your bond store on um, uh, close by, or is that in a separate area, or how do you how do you handle that considerable risk? Yeah, um, we've got like a good well, obviously having the natural spring that feeds the lake, so we've kind of got a big water license, so we've got the pumps and that all set up. Mm-hmm. We're kind of where bushfires tend to run. We've kind of got a lot of a bit of farming around us, so it's not like mm-hmm. we're right back onto the national park. So, um, yeah. yeah, fingers crossed, really. There's not much more you can do with it. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, definitely fingers True. crossed because I want to sample those uh, those other releases. Um, Maybe we'll have to go oh, underground one day, you know. There's a, so there's there would be a number of mines, old mines around the area, wouldn't there, gold mines? Yeah, but they're more like shafts, unfortunately. So they sort of um, we've we've got a few near our property, but yeah, not just sort of they drop down rather than uh, in. Yeah, right. That would be interesting because that's. I mean, that'll be the future of of aging, won't it, Australia? You won't be able to do it above ground. You'll have to do it. It's good enough for Taiwan. Indeed, underground yeah. yeah. have gone underground. Have they? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. There's a, a, a lot of work in, in building an underground bond store. Um, I guess, yes, they would have the money. <laughs> money, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're scrounging around for ex gold mines that are actually go horizontal <laughs> rather than vertical whilst they're just digging holes. <laughs> um, how many gold service experiences have you had come through? Uh, so looking on the website, the gold service experience is a, a helicopter transfer from Melbourne, um, roughly a 25-minute flight, then a full detailed internal ledger of every barrel currently aging and pick one to sample, uh, a cast strength bottle um, from any of those barrels, uh, or one of the special releases, plus a fill-your-own 20-litre barrel uh, to store at the distillery and lunch with your lovely self. How many? Good. Good yeah. yeah, I mean, at least you get lunch, yeah. <laughs> it's good to be hungry after all that. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like an amazing day. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge package. Yeah. yeah. At... At a, a rock bottom price of eighty four hundred, um, have you had a few takers on that? Um, no. <laughs> no? <laughs> we we're going to take it off. Well, we just googled it and we thought, oh yeah, we could do this, and then sort of planned it, had it all sort of, you know, what we'd yeah. do if someone to take it, and then we thought, oh, no one's taking it. We're going to take it off. But one of the gum. Adam that used to work at Boiler House, Boiler Maker House in Melbourne, he saw it and I was like, yeah, I was just going to take it off. He's like, no, 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 it's great. I love it. I love it. So we kind of just left it on, but no one's taken it. Oh. I'm going to have people and see if we can organise that because that would be fucking awesome. Yeah. I thought it would be fun. You'd probably get caught yeah. flat-footed, though. Cute cucumber sandwiches. 
Yeah. <laughs> Someone rings up and say, yeah, I want to do it in two days. and be like, yeah. oh, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. oh, no, we have we have caterers and stuff that we already, like, researched. So if someone did order it, we could pretty much do we it. We could put it together quickly. fairly quickly. So, yeah. so yeah. we're on the plane, we're on the way up. Yeah, for those that want it, jump onto the website, um, putting it on the screen there, kinglakedistillery.com.au. Uh, jump onto the Let's Shop and the Gold Service Experience. Um, and that's for four people. That's not for one, but that's, that's four people. That's a good day. That's a damn good day with a 20-litre barrel. Yeah. We can scrounge that together, can't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Yes. Sponsorships going up. Yes. Sponsorships are getting more expensive. There we go. I'm joking. What on the sponsorship? On the... <laughs> now they get their money as well, <laughs> including those that, that don't pay. So you'd be getting down to Melbourne quite a bit, wouldn't you? That that would be your sort of your your area. <laughs> what you focus on, or are you going? Yeah. You, you said you're going interstate tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah, I tried to. Um, obviously, Melbourne's easy because it's sort of an hour away. So yeah, we do go to Melbourne lots, and then I try and spread around. But it's just it's quite hard to try and be in Perth and everywhere so i sort of just then focus we then focus back on melbourne but no i definitely still try and get around in a few places in sydney adelaide are great and then um brisbane we've just had a couple people um start buying it as well like bottle shops so yeah so heading up to malt traders south bank tomorrow for a tasting yeah. okay everyone if you're in malt traders south bank i'm yeah. i'll i'll Find, see if there's a link to do for this that. Weekend. Yep. I um, think it's four, four to six, I think, in the afternoon. So it's... All right. I'll bring that up. I'll find that. We've had a question come in from Nick Hope. Hello, yeah. Nick. Um, are you looking to do a collab with another big distillery or are you going to stay with uh, solo releases? Yeah, no, always. Always happy he's, to. He's obviously to, asking for he's a fishing. He's fishing. So. <laughs> <laughs> we never say no. So, uh, yeah, always here to start. Always happy to discuss stuff. Excellent. So, I can see a, um, a rice whiskey uh, King Lake collab going on there. Uh, I think that would be, be interesting. I'm, I'm trying to find this. Oh, oh, here we go. Tastings, whiskey tastings, just so I can bring it up and put the link in for people who are in the area. Uh, it's not on their fucking website. Oh, well, there you go. I might keep lying about that. Yeah. Hit him hard because it's not on the website. I cannot link to it. But so it is at the Malt Traders, which store, which location? South the Bank. South Bank. South Bank. Yeah. So South Bank, uh, Queensland. Um, Yes, get in that and taste the. So, are you taking the full range up, including the special release, or no, just the three? Because there's nothing just to sell the three. Yeah. Oh, you can you can tease people with it. Say this is what you missed out. Oh, could take so. I'm quite happy to say this is what you missed out. I don't know. I've got a full bottle. <laughs> Ambi, <Ambient. laughs> Ambi. Well, it was good enough for Waterford to do. Yeah, what if what if it yeah, do, yeah. do tastings and you we can't went to find a tasting, this? They had this um this peated whiskey. It was fantastic. And they said, oh, by the way, it's not in Australia. Right. <laughs> Why are you giving it to me then? <laughs> Nambi, Nambi, Nambi. Because I can. It was good. Mm. It was fantastic. So. Absolutely. So, what's your when when you're not drinking and sampling your own your own product? Um, what's your go to? dram at the moment yeah um i like gospel if i'm going for a rye whiskey otherwise what do i go for i don't know people ask that question all the time and if i'm honest i can never give an answer because it kind of depends what mood i'm in with what kind mm. of whiskey i feel like you know so if i feel like well it's getting like... hot it's getting really hot summer's here um it's a it's a 40 degree day 
and the only thing you have to drink is a whiskey. There's nothing else cold left in the fridge, so you've got to go for a spirit. What do you reach for? On a hot day, probably the Sullivan's Cove, like a double ex, uh, second fill, maybe ex bourbon, mm. if I had it on the shelf. Mm-hmm. That's well, a good I choice. Can go- I tend to go more maybe barrel focused, so more, um, you know, maybe Tasmanian ones or Amber Lane. We had one, um, yeah. maybe more winter. I tend to go that and more French oak, but probably summer I tend to go, would go more American oak, expert. Mm. But again, it just depends what mood I'm in. I can't really, I know, it's not very I know the feeling. answer, but yeah. You sort of like no, you open up the cupboard and you go, okay. what do I feel like? Yeah, um, exactly. You, uh, you two, how do you feel about massive huntsmen? <laughs> not not so fond. Thanks well, for snake. No, it's not a snake. No, it's not massive, but if it jumps on me, well, he wasn't there, there be before. He wasn't there before, and he looks poised to to okay. pounce. How weird is that? I've got one that just crept up on my wall as well. <laughs> it's like literally, I, you came on just about twenty minutes ago. I looked down and I'm like, oh my god, there's a huntsman on the wall. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just looking around, it's like, oh, hold on. Yeah, thanks for sharing that one. I yeah, yeah. I thought it was there. Well, four is four arms. Oh, right. Hanging down in front of four, my eyes. Or eight arms, or right, six arms. How many? Is he got? Yeah, he's got six. He's got six. Arms. He's got all of them. He's a yeah. fat fuck too, that one. Mm. He's about to lay some. Oh, don't here. tell him. Don't lay any fucking eggs. Yeah, that's all right. I've got one. It's the season for it, though, isn't it? Do you, so do you have a lot of creepy crawlies that you're dealing with in the, in the brew house? Yeah, and snakes. Yeah. How, do you, snakes. how do you deal with snakes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We had a snake that, um, a tiger snake that crept in the guttering right at the front door of like this little bar section that we have and just got stuck there. Like, and it just put its head up through the little gap and we tried to get it out. Sand washed water, but obviously you put cold water so that it got even colder and just froze. And yeah, we sort of thought, oh, we left it a couple, left it a couple days and it still was stuck in there. So we ended up having to like sort of break the guttering and just stick it out. So yeah, no, definitely elements right and i mean Lots tiger, of spiders. yeah right tiger uh, tiger snakes are not something you really want to mess with at the best of times no, no. want to get one out of guttering under duress <laughs> you just leave it there yeah you're you're quite worried about oh, yeah. what he's going to do now yeah, aren't you yeah i don't want him up there i don't really <laughs> i'm not fond of spiders <laughs> I come from a country where they don't they don't hurt you. But There's not a lot that can other than orcs. Orcs. Hmm. Oh yeah, it's one or two of those. Yeah, you're right. New Zealand joke. Yeah. <laughs> so you got any what? travel plans, Chantel? Yeah. Going overseas. So you want to? Any more learnings going overseas? Yeah. Um, going overseas for holiday, not um, probably particularly learning. We're going over to the UK, so I'd probably drink um, more scotch, I guess, to um, just learn. It's not that big, I imagine. My one's my one's only about that big on the wall. It's getting bigger the more I look at it. <laughs> Where is it? Oh, you can't even see it. Where's your Coke bottles? Oh, they're oh. long gone. Yeah, it's, it's not that's probably big. why oh, you... That thing. Yeah, him. Yeah. You don't touch it. Touch it, you womble. Oh God, your horses! If it jumps on me, you'll know what horses. <laughs> if he jumped on you, and then you're going, oh fucking shaking your arms everywhere, that'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. A way to finish your show. I have, I have red backs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, red backs are fine. I'm not. I don't mind those. I have an issue with these ones. No, red backs. I was doing a um, bones. measuring. I know they feel crunchy when you doing an ABV. I had a had a beaker of, of um, you make spirit, and a redback oh. fell into it, and it was a big bastard, and he was just fighting all the way down. You could swear he was going. Fuck, 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 <laughs> then I got an Anton Parr. <laughs> you died very happy though, didn't you? I mean, yeah, what yeah. a wonderful. Yeah, 
Talk about tickles. <laughs> oh, yeah, now I've got spiders. I've got spiders that are a real worry. They're everywhere. Yeah, uh, yeah. And do you have snakes as well? or I haven't yet, mm-hmm. but I've been warned. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm sure they're around there. Oh, yeah, yeah. You need to be careful when you pick up pellets and things out in the backyard. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> do you do anything to try and keep the critters away, or is it is there anything that you think can be done? You just deal with it. Yeah, just deal with it. They're fine. You know. Make a lot it's of part noise. Of... Yeah. yeah, it's just part of living outside, isn't it? Chris, if it was big, it'd be a female redback. So she was going fuck, 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 fuck all the way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the males are small and spindly and they get eaten after they've uh, got some. We've done their bit, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Chris, for the uh, the nature lesson there. So, <laughs> so when's your UK trip? And are you going specifically to taste booze or uh, will you stay away from the uh, distilling scene? Oh, no, no, it's always tasting booze. That's how you learn, isn't it? You know, I sort of, um, you know, you already like whiskey before you get into it, but the more you get in, the more you sell and the more you talk to people and the more whiskey you drink, the more excited I actually get into whiskey again. I can really see what it's like for the people on the other side because I'm that person most of the time as mm. well. So, so, no, no, there'll be lots of uh, whiskey sampling. That's definitely... Mm. So on on that sort of note, are there are there any Australian distillers that you've seen sort of doing something that you're like, oh, that's interesting, or that's something I, I hadn't thought of doing? Um, have you seen anything locally that's piqued your interest? Um, some ways of doing the mashing, some people do it, but um, in taste wise, no. I guess I get more into like the business and building the brand side of things, you know, mm. sort of like for me, for us, we'll look at gospel and think, uh, you know, they know what they want to do, they know where they want to be, um, you know, and they are a rye whiskey, you know, sort of a, yeah, I think um, mm. great, great role models in that sort of sense of trying to build a brand from yeah. nothing. Yeah, right. So you see gospel as a, as a role model? Uh, have yeah. you got any other um, uh, uh, role models or, or my brain is not working? Mentors. Mentors, mentors in the industry that you look to. Yeah. Uh, I guess well, I'm not for support. I guess to look at, um, it's probably an obvious one, but Sullivan's Cove, how they can go about sort of doing their business. One, it's very impressive how they just sell everything direct, um, mm-hmm. no wholesale. But yeah, how they can. They've got their price, not because they wanted to set the price, but because they are actually scared. There is scarcity, you know. Um, mm. That's, but yeah, just how they can just sort of be players, not um, not try and show off or anything, but just make really good whiskey and just sort of do their thing on the side. Like, I think that's yeah. impressive. Yeah, they are definitely an interesting, um, an interesting brand that I I do think a great stand apart from others in that. Yeah, yeah. Seem to just run their own race. Mm. Doesn't matter what everybody else is doing or, or what approach they're taking or what they're making or how they're making it. Um, they just keep putting out barrel after barrel after barrel and it's gone. Mm. And if you were lucky enough to get on the ballot, good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, impressive. As, aspirationally, I think, yeah, that's... <laughs> That's the dream to win the it? ballot and be able to buy a bottle. To win the ballot and be able to <laughs> buy a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's is, aspirational. That's aspirational. Being on the ballot, that's the best. Yeah. <laughs> I've had one bottle, mm. and I didn't appreciate it enough when I had it. Mm, same. Yeah. I, I drank it, it and then prior to the world hitting the fan. That's it. It was prior to yeah. them winning world's first whiskey or whatever it was, and then. Just skyrocketing in, yeah. in value and and uh, demand. And at that point, I'm like fuck, I drank that really quickly, <laughs> and I should not have done that. But I also firmly believe that whiskey should be drunk. Right. And a uh, an empty bottle is an unappreciated bottle. So um, yeah. On that note, all of your bottles are open. 
and well appreciated. So thank you very much yeah. for, uh, for putting them out in the world for me to uh, to drink and sample. Um, I definitely appreciate it. Um, thank you also for joining us. Mm. It's been uh, lovely to have you on. We'll, we'll... Well, nice. We had a few misfires, but we got there in the end. We got there. <laughs> we did. And I'm very pleased to have done so. And I'm mm-hmm. hopefully I'll be able to get down to uh, uh, to visit you at some point. I will be doing the uh, the Melbourne Drive over Christmas. Oh. I'm not sure I'll get there this time, um, but I think I'll definitely be making an effort to uh, uh, catch a helicopter. Yeah, yeah, do it. You'll be our first one. It'll be exciting. <laughs> yeah, just I'll, I've got. I don't need both kidneys. Why? <laughs> <laughs> You'll be VIP, VIP. Yeah, I need my liver. I need that most certainly. But a, a kidney I can probably do without. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Um, we may be back. We may be back in two weeks, but I just need to yeah. touch base with. It's the silly season and people yeah. are, are busy as anything. Um, just before we go, what have you got coming up? So you've got the tasting this weekend. Are there any other tastings before Christmas? Any events you're doing? Any yeah, events, yeah. any markets, any – what are you doing? Where can people yeah, find you? We are going to do the King Lake Twilight Market, which is on mm-hmm. uh, Sunday the 17th, so it's nice to do that one. It's just a local market that we go to. We only do it at Christmas time, um, the same one every Christmas. Mm. So that's what else. Otherwise, um, if you want to click and collect, you always can. Just put Lakers in the promo section if you're local. Right, so Lake in the promo, uh, if you're local. All right, I'm we're posting. Local, aren't we? And if you lie, you get yeah. caught out. <laughs> lie, you pay <laughs> double. <laughs> they posted up to us. Uh, so I've just posted a link for everyone into the chat. Uh, I'll flick it up on a banner as well. The um, the King Lake Market, by the looks of it, I think that's the right website. Yes, yeah, that one. I'm sure it's the only one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where was it? There we go. Kinglakemarket.com.au. So you'll be there. Uh, there, obviously, in uh, in Queensland. Uh, thanks, Phil. Another uh, very enjoyable chat to listen to and watch because we're good-looking people. Um, well, some of us are. Um, <laughs> put yourself down. <laughs> <laughs> quick. Cool. Got He's that one. Quick. Quick. Uh, thank you all. Please like and subscribe, all those fun things. Hang around for our uh, sponsors, and we, yeah, we may see you in two weeks. Otherwise, it'll be sometime in the new year. We'll be back with episode 73. Let's shoot for 100. You. All right. Catch us all. Thank you again for joining us, Chantel. It has Cheers. been lovely. Stick around. Thank you, Chantel. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Cheers. everyone. Merry Christmas.